Hello, and welcome to episode 61 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answers to. I'm Sean. And I'm Vib, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. I love how we have our intro, which we basically nail every time, and then there's just a beat of silence. I was just thinking that. N- neither of us wants to pick pick up the reins and run with something. It's like we should, we should actually, almost agree as to who then has the next say in things. Sure, surely it's the person who, who just says, talks first. Mm. So you've got neither of us has any clue what we're talking about, and then the other person jumps in with a, oh, well, actually... That's great. I love it. I don't we know. should do that from now on. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a way to turn people off our even turn people off us even more. I actually have a, a note from last time though. All I've written down is Nemesis Uriel, and I can't for the life of me, because surely no one was stupid enough to suggest that Uriel is infected. Was that my point? No, that wasn't my point. Ah, oh, what was my point about Euro? Well, did I say that Euro was Nemesis infected? I think I might I have done remember. actually. Oh fuck, did I? Because I think I remember suggesting that Uriel works with the Fallen. Um, I've got Yuri, um Thorn Namshiel as a Uriel sleeper agent. Yeah, we, we talked about that. I didn't write that. I, I remember you wrote down, down a note as a, as a potential tinfoil. I didn't think you know it was going to yeah, be quite this shit. <laughs> I've got tinfoil, colon, nemesis Uriel, so I obviously, past me, had far greater faith in my memory than it should, than they should have. I think we can't award it because we don't remember. We don't remember. Um, we should have probably done our homework. <laughs> should have done, but you've been you've been out all day, and I only looked at my notes of last time. Yeah, but it's almost like we had today. a week. Um, almost like we have a week between recordings at least a week and two weeks between putting episodes up so we should be better at we should be better at this our organization in general you know what? i'm gonna make an executive decision and say i didn't say anything stupid last week or two weeks ago I, I think because there is absolutely no way whatsoever we could go back and check i think we just have to accept absolutely that no as way. true it's, it's actually impossible i'll put a line through that that was a waste of ink so yeah, you're all infected. Um, anyway, what are we talking about today? <laughs> um, we're going to... I think today we agreed we were going to piggyback off yet another Reddit post. So much of our topics at the moment seem to be coming from Reddit, but it's a goldmine of stupid opinions. So See, I, I'd, I, I'd I say we're know. out of ideas, but actually our ideas list is still really long. <laughs> it is. We just keep seeing stuff. And we're like, oh, we should talk about that. So, so Reddit is better than us, is essentially what we're saying. We have ideas, well, they're just not the as good is, as Reddit. I think the thing is, right, so there's a couple of things at work. Firstly, most of the ideas on our idea list are timeless, right? We can talk about most of those things at any point. They're just that good. Well, you know, they're just, they're not subject to the whims of the zeitgeist. They, they will stand forever as pillars in the sta- in the sand, but... Oh, God, you're, an elo- if you're in an eloquent mood today, are you? It's actually a reference to the uh, Ozymandias pair of legs standing in the desert. Never mind. Makes makes sense, yeah. I didn't think you had it in you to be that. I'm not that eloquent. <laughs> I'm, I don't. Um, but no, every now and then I 
one of us comes across a post on Reddit and we think, actually, while this is fresh in our minds, it's worth talking about whether that's because it's something modern, like when we recently spoke about Baldur's Gate 3, or just, this is interesting and we want to chat about it. Um, this time... Sorry, post- sorry, to, to, to sorry. tangent. Have you played any more Baldur's Gate 3 since we streamed once, like a month ago? Yeah. yeah, yeah you played yeah, a bit more? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, good. You, you yeah, still enjoying yeah, I've made it? Yeah, I've made it all the way to the Druids. <laughs> Wow, all of like two hours in, huh? <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah. I'd love to say Think we could stream more of that, but you're, you're so far ahead. Your schedule's of me so unreliable. Just, oh, I've gone back and, and started some new campaigns with other people. My, my, yeah, my schedule is so unreliable. It's, One day we will revisit your paladin who turned out to be a fighter. Yeah, we also need to go back to Alien Isolation because I keep that was good messages fun, from Richard saying, yeah. "Can you go back to Alien Isolation, please?" Uh, one day soon, folks. One day soon. Um, oh. In the next 18 years. Probably. Uh, may, maybe. I don't want to be held to that. I'm holding you to that. Uh, I, did, I, I do enjoy Baldur's Gate 3. I think after the hype, it might be good. Like, I think it's solidly good. And I don't know how much more than that it is, but that's for another time. On on, on two hours of of gameplay. On two hours of gameplay, yeah. (laughs) It's it's really good. It's really good. Okay. You've played more, so I'll have to take that. Take that's true. Better than Starfield, at least. Having played none of that, yes. Definitively, 100%, (laughs) yes. Starfield looks really garbage. It's so garbage. I don't know how they've managed it. I've seen someone describe it as a poor man's no man's sky, which is damning on so many levels, because it's also more expensive than no man's sky. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's let's just not go. We can can have an episode on Starfield. um, As long as I don't have to play it. We'll do a red hot review Starfield, and none of us has played it. I like that. I like that a lot. Just a 20-minute burning segment. That'd be good, actually. We that would be that. good. We should do it. Well, mm, I guess we, we spoiled it now. We should we should do those kind of reviews, and then people will have to guess if we've actually played the game or not. That could be a nice series. That would be good. So I was writing that down. Red Hot Review Starfield. Um, yes, we're not talking about Starfield or Baldur's Gate. No, we're not. Instead, instead we're talking about A Song of Ice and Fire. So mm. we've been here before i think we have in some ways quite similar opinions on a song of ice and fire but this this might be where the the gaps between us start to appear so we have the same question i think do do you think that relatively i guess aside from edward tully being the protagonist or bran stark being the protagonist yes we share roughly (laughs) similar views. i never said edward tully was the protagonist I, i feel like you said that in your hot take didn't you uh, no, I said he was a true paragon, the, the greatest exemplar of knightly You said poetry. that, but I also feel like there was mention of him being a protagonist. There probably was. <laughs> I was. I, I went off on one. Um, but no, we're going to have a, a discussion. We've got a long list of characters here, and we're trying to get to the single most stupid decision made by a character in A Song of Ice and Fire. Specifically the books. I think we can look to the show for the later examples if if we need them but anything that happened in the show is not canon until it appears on paper so we're gonna have to take all that with a pinch of salt i think this is often the issue i have though when we discuss the books is that i sometimes forget where um where they deviate 
Because yeah, the TV show has I'm, left such a lingering impression of stupidity in my mind that I sometimes forget that the books are actually quite decent. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's fair, and I I think my memory of the books is slightly better than yours. I've probably read them more well, yeah, recently. Your, your memory is better in general for this sort of stuff. Um, it it frustratingly is. It's crap for useful stuff, but this stuff sticks like tar. Yeah, some of us but, have to remember important things. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But I guess... Um, that's the benefit of my job. I can just lock, look it up every time. Exactly. <laughs> well, I can just make it up. Um, yeah, but I guess the, the most true. stupid thing was George R. R. Martin trusting uh, the HBO process. Is it? Well, I mean... I, or I, was, it H- was it HBO trusting George R. R. Martin to finish the series before they got there? Well, I think it was, it was both of them trusting uh, D&D it's, to actually be competent. Yeah, that's probably right. I feel, I feel it, right, it would have helped Martin out because... It must have increased the popularity of his work a, a, oh, a billion fold. And HBO made a lot of money off of it. It's just that then Benioff and Weiss uh, ruined it. So, <laughs> To use my favourite be- phrase, shat the bed. They, they, they really shat the bed. I mean, those sheets are unsalvageable. Ruined. Absolutely unsalvageable. <laughs> Throw away the mattress. Maybe even the bed frame, actually. That's how bad it just is. Just burn the house. Just move. <laughs> just don't don't burn the house. Don't just, just move. move. I like that. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm an asshole, and you're not clearly. Um. <laughs> how do you want to do this? Where do you want to start? Do you want to try and go? So, so we're we're talking about who, just, who's who's done the most stupid thing, right? But I think in order to work out who's done the most stupid thing, we sort of have to analyze. What's the most stupid thing that most of the characters have done? Yeah, it's a bit like a sort of... Is that um, fair? It's an NCAA bracket type thing, right? As in... what's Go by, go character by character. Oh, what's what? the most stupid thing they've done? And then pitch them against each other. What What the hell is an NCAA bracket? Oh, uh, sorry. It's college basketball in the United States. I don't know why that was my first go-to That's example. An unimaginably deep cut, but okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's the knockout <laughs> stages of the Rugby World Cup. How about that? Commiserations, yeah, by the way, does, for Scotland's it, glorious loss to South Africa. Hey, I think it could have been a lot worse. Oh, it could have been, yeah. No, it's, they did well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really going to enjoy Scotland not getting out of the group stages. I'm also enjoying the people listening to this. This will be like six weeks in the past. <laughs> yeah, Scotland will be out by the time. They'll have won the World Cup by then, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. Um, okay, so character by character makes sense. Um, do you have some sort of order in mind? I've, I've written down a load of names in no particular order. Right, I mean, let's, my let's, my, my go-to is going to be Lolly Stokeworth. Yeah, actually, she's not actually on my list, but she is now, as is <laughs> uh, Feliz Stokeworth and her husband, Oh, she does. She does do something stupid. I seem to remember that, but I can't remember what it is. So um, we'll, we'll do. We'll do this first. Felice Stokeworth convinces her husband, Lord Stokeworth, to challenge Bronn. Oh yeah, to yeah, yeah, joust yeah. in the. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's stupid. And 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 uh, I may need to drop out. Oh no. Uh, she may have woken up. Give it a minute. Hold your breath, folks. Uh, well Sorry about that. Um, the, it looked like the baby was waking up, but she appears not to be, which is good. She was like, not um, the Stokeworths. Come on. 
yeah, come on, Dad. Uh, so, yeah, flees Stokeworth's husband, challenging Bronn to a joust, which he then loses, is killed, and Bronn then marries Feliz Stokeworth and becomes himself Lord Stokeworth, adopting Feliz's unborn child. That's pretty... Well, that's that's got to be mm. actually quite high on there. But someone argued that Feliz actually did well out of that. Uh, she ends up in Kyborn's dungeon, and the last we hear of her is uh, Kyburn saying, I fear... Uh, Lady Stokeworth is no longer capable of feeding herself, or indeed anything. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, yeah. don't think it turns out that well. But how's and that's a punishment. Such a shit husband? How did he let that happen? No, it's a punishment for not killing Bronn. So Cersei told Feliz and Lord Stokeworth to kill Bronn. I don't remember why. I think just to deprive Tyrion of his services. And it backfires terribly, so that's a punishment for failing Cersei. Fair. So that's actually quite high. Fair. Feliz Stokeworth, she's quite. I mean, it's pretty high. stupid. I think not. Not to give the game away um, at the beginning, which is very unlike us, actually. Um, but it turns out when we were planning this episode and discussing this casually, everyone's kind of a moron. There's a lot of dumb shit. Like seriously, a lot of the characters do some really dumb things. Yeah, he's really, really bad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, but let's not start the Stokeworths. Uh, where do you want to start? I think we've started, started and finished with the Stokeworths. I quite want to go to Ned. Ned. First, because that's that's probably one of the earliest monumental cock-ups in the book. He doesn't cock up a single it? thing. He walks into a raven and is now going to live forever. Okay, assuming that he hasn't walked into a raven that's Immortal. across a continent... Uh, Ned yeah. telling Ned Ned telling Cersei that he knows about the twincest often comes up as a really really stupid thing, doesn't it? Reddit loved that, and rightly so. It is a really stupid thing. It's I, I find it very difficult. Go on, because well, it's it's the reaction to it is so consequentialist. Right, it's it's a bad action for because it fails. And it doesn't, I think, take into account what Red, what mm. Ned was trying to achieve, uh, yeah. which was avo- avoiding the murder of children. Yeah, because Robert, if he'd found out, would have killed those children. Yeah, he just would have done. But I, I think the combination of Ned telling Cersei that and then, yeah, interacting with Littlefinger in the way he did, mm-hmm. that combined is hella stupid. What what I think Ned should have done... Is tell Robert to fuck is, off. I'm staying in the north. Well, that's an option, certainly. Um, but I think what Ned should have done is summoned Stannis. Bring Stannis to King's Landing. Ooh. And I, I know I don't like Stannis, but... What? You're a massive Stannis fan. I hate Stannis. Stannis St- you not heard one of my Stannis no, in Stannis rants? Fan. Yeah. You're a Stancel. Stancel. No, Stancel That's that's been you this entire time I've known you. I, I, this is this. I hate this. This is so not true. <laughs> You're just making shit up. But my my point is, if he summons Stannis, 
and finds out from that once Stannis is close, he then tells Cersei that he knows and Stannis is coming. Because Stannis, yeah. when he turns up, reinforces Ned, basically. You essentially so I think don't... You don't play your hand until it's won. Yeah, you, you don't do anything that Ned does until Stannis is there or has been informed. I think but, but there's so much of what Ned does. I, I think Ned is really quite naive in the books, almost criminally so, but his naivete is not trying to avoid the murder of children. I think that like his behaviour at that point and his aims at that point, I think, are too noble and too laudable to really castigate him for. What I do think you can castigate him for is his entire failure to understand the political and indeed military power that he wields in King's Landing as Hand of the King. Yeah. He, he I, I don't know if I would call it naivete. I think, I, I, I think it is naivete. I think he... Mm. Or, it is, but it's, it's it's brought about by just him being raised as a proper man, as in you talk about the nobility and, and sort of his, yeah. his search for righteousness and justice. But and the problem, like, he just he, he just sees, I think, everyone in King's Landing w- without realizing the rest are scum, which is which is a great way of viewing it, life, it, but it it gets him killed. <laughs> It, it is, and, and it does, ultimately. But I think the problem is, like, there are so many acts that Ned takes. So when Ned goes to Littlefinger and says, I need you to help me, or Littlefinger comes to him and says, I can put the swords, the gold cloaks in your hand, Ned shouldn't need to do that because he should have, you know, 500 men-at-arms garrisoned in the city, loyal to him and only him. Like, that's that's his prerogative as Hand of the King. Yeah. He doesn't need the gold It's, gold it's prerogative as Hand of the King and, and as close friend to the king, where you're like, you know, mate, I'm yeah. going to bring 500 of, of my Northmen with me because I know they're loyal well, to a fault. It's, but it's what, so it's what Craig and Stark does at the end of the Dance of da, the dance of the Dragons. He just basically rides on King's Landing with, like, 2,000 angry Northmen. Yeah. And you put them behind Basically the goes, walls and, you know, what are you going to do? I'm, I'm, I'm in charge now. I'm going to sort this out for three days. You will make me Hand of the King for three days. I'm going to sort all this shit out and then I'm going back up north. Yeah. Because he turned up with an army at the end of a civil war, everyone goes, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Guess you're in charge now, mate. And, and this is, I think, but, what Ned doesn't see is that Robert would have been 100% okay with that because he, he yeah, knows the Northmen. He respects the Northmen. You know, if Ned just goes down and says, I'll be handed the king, like my forefather before me, I'm going to just sort this shit out. Yeah. And then we'll be on our merry way. Fire everyone on the small council. Oh, 100%. Like, every re- single... Well, re- except Barristan, maybe. But. your... Except, I think probably you keep... Well, you have to keep Barristan. And you probably can keep Remus. No, Varys. Sorry, not Barristan. Um, Varys will just make his way back onto it anyway, but. Yeah, potentially, but like Ned just doesn't appreciate the position that he's in. I think, or if he does, he doesn't recognise what that enables him to do. So you've got things like I can't remember if this is show only, but when he wants to speak to Hugh of the Vale, 
And he sends Jory Castle, and Jory Castle comes back and says, he won't talk to me because he's a knight, you see. Ned's response there is to send 20 guards plus Jory Castle with his sigil that says, the hand of the king is summoned, you get in his fucking study now, I don't care if you're meant to be in a tournament. Yeah. When Ned turns up in King's Landing and is met by someone who's like, oh, the small council's meeting, the first thing Ned should do is walk into that room and say, you don't meet without me. I'm not here and the king's not here, so this this meeting is not quarrel, and I'm worried that you're all traitors now. What are you doing? He doesn't do these things. He doesn't seize the opportunities in front of him. Yeah. To your point, because he's essentially too noble, Yeah. but that constantly puts him at a disadvantage. Absolutely. He's used to the northern way of doing um, things. Like, or the, well, yeah. the, way, the way that he'd like the north to be run, I mean, Bolton's aside. Yes, because Ned isn't actually massively like that. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Ned is the north isn't the north is much more political i think yeah i think so but it gives it credit but they they all respect the starks which is why it works i think yes um but you're you're absolutely right his first action in king's landing is just to walk into the small council room unsheath ice and be like uh what's happening (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is a merry band of conspirators yeah right on the on the headsman's block you go yeah um so yeah ned uh uh, it doesn't uh, feel I, that bad, though. It, yeah, and for me, it doesn't feel that bad because I, I think it's Ned. Ned just embodies the way we would all like to be, and I just can't yes. fault him for being like that when he's not the problem. Everyone else is the problem. His actions are, are stupid in the context of everyone else being an absolute cunt, and that's as bluntly as I can say that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think we're allowed one of those an episode. <laughs> we're explicit anyway, it's fine. That's true. I think, I've, no, I mean, you've, you've not said anything I disagree with. I think that's completely true. Everything about it is completely true. It's, it's very hard to blame Ned for the fact that everyone around him is so irredeemably awful yeah. and so much worse than he possibly could think that they were. And let's not forget, Cat told him to trust Littlefinger. Yes, that doesn't help. Uh, right, so so Cat then. Shall we move on to her? Oh, I find I I was hoping we could do Cat later because I find Cat so difficult. Okay, well let's but, yeah. Let's, no, should let's, we keep it in the Stark family the, then, or let's let's do Cat next? I'll briefly mention Robert it, just being all around shit as a king, and I don't think he's stupid. Though. Yeah, I think he, just, the, he doesn't the, care. The most stupid thing that Robert does is take the crown. I think everything after that. I don't even like, know Robert if that's true. I think because his entire story is set up around the love of his life being killed. And I think anything he does after that, well, after the war, he, he wins the war, which is all he wants to do. Anything after that is is icing on the cake as far as he's concerned. I just don't think he cares. He managed to live a life of debauchery for many years on, on the crown's coin and then that's died true. doing a hunt. So I... You know, <laughs> I think yeah. I think he would look back on that and say, "Yeah, that's all right. I don't mind." <laughs> yeah, I guess that's probably true. My note for Robert is not being properly involved in the running of his kingdom, which allows everything else yeah. that happens. But I mean, that that would objectively have been the right thing to do, but I don't think he cares. But he doesn't care. Yeah. I don't think it's stupidity. I think Robert knows he's doing that. Yeah. That's why he wants Ned to come What's, down. That's why he let yeah, uh, John Arryn do so run much my kingdom. Of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I want you to run my kingdom while I was it eat, drink, and whore my way into an early grave. Absolutely, which he does. So which well played. He does. So Tyrion should respect him in many ways. 
in a way, he knew what he wanted. Yeah. So yeah, Robert, I think uh, we can we can safely say is not the most stupid. On the list no, I list. don't think uh, there's, there's so much or more Ned. on this list. Or an ad cat. So I've got two moments for cat, but I'm going to add a third, which is the li- little finger, basically. That's pretty bad. It's the same mistake. She, go, she gets her husband little killed, yeah. She also kidnaps Tyrion at the end of the crossroads. Yep. Which starts the War of the Five Kings. Yeah. And she releases Jamie yep. from prison, which directly which directly leads to the Red Wedding. Yeah. Yeah, all terrible things. Like, and she also trusts her sister, who she knows is an absolute loon. Yeah. And she trusts Lysa. Like, Kat's, Kat's got to be... Got to be in with a show, doesn't she? Mm, does Kat make any good decisions? No. Mm. Actually, no. It's quite... She 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 abandons Rob in Winterfell to take the message to Ned about the cat's paws dagger at a time when Rob really needs his mum because he's only like fourteen. Yeah, and he's apparently Lord of Winterfell. And his, and his dad's also gone. So it's like, <laughs> someone, yeah. please, just just send Roderick Castle on his own. Like Ned would believe that message from Roderick Castle. You don't need cat to, to deliver it. That's the thing with Ned's core, right? You can send literally anyone, and Ned would have believed it. Yeah, and they would have all delivered send, the send message as intended. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe Theon, Ned has cul- I think Theon would have. Even done at that point, at I that think he would. Point, have, yeah. At that point, Theon would have done. Yeah, I think you're right. Ned has cultivated such a reputation of solidity and honour that he surrounded himself yeah. with genuinely good people. Absolutely. Well, that, that and, and if you don't honour his code, he will chop you, hit your head off himself. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He has absolutely no qualms about just executing people who dishonour him. Yeah. So Kat, yeah, that's three strikes for no for no runs. She's, she she is good to Brienne I guess, and she gives John fairly sage counsel. Not John. She gives Rob fairly sage. <laughs> she does sage. not give John sage counsel at all. No, she's she's also an abusive stepmother to John. But uh, she gives Rob some sage advice. Yes, she gives Rob sage advice. But she gives, but she gives Ned such terrible advice, and then she makes all these terrible decisions. And I think her redeeming characteristic of everything she's doing, she's trying to do for her family sort of falls apart when you realise that she's it doesn't feel like it's for her family, that feels too random, like Ned you can see this straight line through him of what he's trying to achieve with everything that he does and Cat just doesn't seem to have that in I guess, the same way. I guess the only redeeming feature of Cat, or, the, or I guess the mitigating circumstance is Bran's condition yeah. And her daughter's but, being taken to King's Landing. Yeah. So mitigating circumstances, but still really stupid. Yeah. I think it's quite it's quite hard to redeem Cat. But I mean there's a there's a lot more on this list. Uh so I mean, she gets killed um, as a result of her own stupidity in the Red Wedding. Sure, she comes back and exacts <laughs> vengeance, I guess. 
<laughs> I like that. Vengeance? <laughs> Question mark. Maybe? Question mark. But, yeah. Yeah, so just doing things. But I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to commit and say that she tops the list because I feel like I she think, probably. I, I know. I think there's. I I think there are other people who are worse. A saving grace might be but, that she gets killed off quite early. Actually. Yes, comparatively so. Yeah. Which might be a running theme throughout this <laughs> this episode. Should, should we should we tick off all of the Starks then? So I've still got Rob, Sansa, Arya, and John on my list. Okay, Rob um, uh, stuck his decoration. Yeah, I have I have some sympathy for Rob. The conversation that you and I had before we came a couple of days ago, in fact, it was um, sort of the circumstances around Rob. Oh, yes, sticking his dick where he shouldn't, as you put so kindly put it but at the end of the day like <clears throat> his he marries jane westerling because he doesn't want to raise he doesn't want the risk of raising a bastard like john hmm. but then we see from flashbacks to winterfell that john's life at winterfell was fine like other than cat being horrible to him like he he wasn't mistreated and he's gone off to a place of honor at the watch. So it's it's a bit his reaction is very fifteen year old boy, I think. Y- yes. Um Yeah, I agree with that. But, but, you, but you did make to... the other point, um, and I guess we have to put some sort of sensitivity warning, trigger warning. Um, oh yeah, there's there's it's yeah. He was pretty much for not quite forced into it, but cir- cir- the situation was taken almost beyond his control. Yeah, by Jane Westerling's mother. Exactly. I, I think there's some very dubious, untoward behaviour there on her part. And and when you look at it from that point of view, he he does sort of do the noble thing, which is a weird change actually from the TV show. I know it's not what we're talking about, but that's, it's a weird change because he he does it very willingly and voluntarily, voluntarily there. Um, but yeah, in the books, it is a very yeah, it, yeah. Talisa quite... for Jane Westerling is yeah. bad in the TV show. Well, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, it makes the Red Wedding kind of more yeah, yeah. I know it's bad, it's bad. So yeah, I think Rob. Uh, it's hard to really blame him for any of this because he doesn't make. He, he, he makes the right decision yeah. once, and it comes back to bite him. Purely because of who he makes the decision against, essentially. Exactly. Does that to any other of his bannermen. And their reaction is, I'm really angry with you. I can't believe you did this. Ricard Carstark style. Yeah. And then John has to have a word. Uh, Rob, I keep doing that. Rob has to have a word with him and maybe chop a head off or two. But, like, it is what it is. But not, not even necessarily that. Like, he. he- I think he would. He knows that he fucked up. I think he's honourable enough to sort of say that. Yeah, he he owns his mistake. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and as you said before, like he's he's like fifteen years old at most. That's I think a real problem with the show as well. So we're when you picture Rob Stark, you're picturing Richard Madden. Yeah, who's like a who's 50 like year old our man. age. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he's like he's, he's like thirty. Old, he, he, yeah, he's he's effectively our age rather than sort of. 
barely pubescent yeah. Rob Stark. You you have to sort of picture Rob but as Bran in the early seasons. That's exactly I think what you should do when you think of Rob, you should actually be thinking of Bran. For age yeah. at least. But that's a that, that, that's true of a lot of characters in, in the books, which they're all yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot younger than they really ought to be. But I, I find it hard to blame Rob for, for essentially being noble and getting screwed as a result because the person who's the person he made a deal with that he broke is just yeah just scum it is it's an it's an insane level of overreaction a completely unforeseeable level of overreaction from waldo frey so yeah i I, I don't Uh, i think rob can be excused and i think uh, we're going forward with the rest of the stacks i think the the age argument will very much apply to all of them because they're all younger than rob that's the argument for Santa going to Cersei, and it's the argument for Arya not naming Joffrey Tywin Cersei. That's Sansa is young; she doesn't understand; she cannot envisage a situation in which Cersei would like telling Cersei that her father means to take her away from court leads to Ned's death because her brain doesn't work exactly. Like that. And there's so many things going on in her mind, like you know she's very excited to be in King's Landing, potentially marrying the prince. It's all yeah. she's ever wanted. Um, yeah, it's just a complete clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, and she's like 12. Exactly, exactly. And I think... Uh, it's, it's hard to tell, because I guess she's not done anything yet in the books, but the way her story arc progresses in the TV show is actually quite good, I think. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say that she's made any major fuck ups no, other than being so. really young in a stressful time. But you know, being being young and naive and out of your depth. Yeah, and much like Ned, thinking that people are dealing in good faith. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which, if anything, is Ned's fault. Um, if anything is Ned's fault. And Arya, I think, even younger, a she's, and doesn't really make like any mistakes six at doing or eight. The the only mistake is Jack and Hagar gives her three names and she names three nobodies essentially. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's a mistake because like she's eight and she's terrified and they're the three biggest threats looming in her immediate existence. Uh, if, so, if I'd argue almost the opposite. Actually, I think it's definitely not a mistake because yeah, she takes out no, I, her immediate threats. Because what, what, like, what are you envisaging? That she says Tywin, Cersei, Joffrey, the mountain. But like that would cause or, yeah. such a calamity across Westeros. I think. No, I I agree with you. It's it's just a oft repeated criticism that I have seen. I don't think it's a real fair criticism. No, uh, at I, all. Imagine the power vacuum. It would have, if anything, incensed the war even more. I th- I think so, but not not only that. Like it, it, she she's not capable of making that level of deduction. No, no. especially and it's yeah. it's not fair to expect it of her. No, and she would have started with Tywin as well, which means Tywin would have been dead before Cersei and or Joffrey would have been dead, and that would have been disastrous. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. So no, I I think Arya yeah. actually has been a pretty smooth operator throughout, even though she's eight. I think so. 
I think so. I think she's done about as well as you can expect of her. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any point um, really talking about Rickon. No. Or Bran, really. Or Bran. Uh, Bran. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think Bran does anything particularly stupid. Doesn't really. He just sort of goes with the flow for a lot of it. Yeah. But. Like right at the very start, but again, he's nine, so and also like, what yeah, are the of course odds? he does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Cli- your mother tells you don't climb up the things because you might fall. Sure, if he then climbs up and falls, that's no, pretty stupid. But he trusts his ability. No one's ex- <laughs> and gets pushed. <laughs> so. Yeah, no one's expecting him to come across the queen and her brother doing it doing right? the nasty at the top of the great tower <laughs> if you had to put bets on of, of likely things to see i think that would be yeah. pretty far down the list yeah so that's all the stars so well do you want to talk about Benjamin? not a stark but yeah i don't really not not really done anything stupid has he no i don't think so we don't we don't we, the problem is we don't know enough about what's happened to Benjamin north of the wall We've not no. met him again, so like you don't, he's probably done some stupid stuff in his time. Yeah, but I mean, Ned's father and brother going to King's Landing was pretty stupid. Yeah, but that's technically true. before the Song of Ice and Fire, I suppose. That's I'm gonna gonna rely on on that certainly, um, and also driven by nobility. Starks, man, so fucking noble. Um, well, I mean, Brandon. Marches into the throne room of the Red Keep and demands Rhaegar's head, which isn't the smartest thing to do when your king is Aris the Second. But yeah, again, as as you say, like it's not a smart thing to do if you're not backing it up with twenty thousand men. <laughs> yeah, you don't ride in with six blokes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take your head now. Are you though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't think this one's going to go the way you want, Brandon. Uh, so yeah, needlessly <sighs> stupid. Uh, John, yes, John is important. John, I think, might be quite a strong contender. What does John do that's stupid? He lets the wildlings through the wall. Well, basically, that everything that end culminates in him being executed by the mutineers of the Black of the Night's Watch. So he lets the wildlings through the wall. He doesn't. Was he doesn't do something that he should do. He proposes to take men of the Night's Watch and wildlings to Winterfell to slay Ramsay after receiving the pink letter. He sends as he sends Tormund to Hard Home. Like he he just forgets that he's a Night's Watchman and becomes a leader of men. And the problem is he fails to remember that he is a member of the Night's Watch, which is an institution that is not what he thinks it is. So it's essentially naivete again. Yeah, I think that's right. I think John's issue is that, remarkably, I mean, we often talk about how he dresses and not using his words to mix to mix media here. yeah but but john is like the opposite i think he he always voices exactly his logic and his thinking and then acts because he's like well i've said my bit so yeah. i'm obviously now gonna do it because it's the right thing to do but as you say he he forgets where he is and who he is yes but i think everything he does he does do is 
correct. It's hard to fault him for that. I mean, he gets him killed, yeah, which is obviously Except, stupid. I don't, I don't know. I, I think everything up to announcing his intent to march on Winterfell is you can probably excuse. And if he doesn't do that last one, he's probably got a load of disgruntled Night's Watchmen that he has to deal with at some point. But he just openly and brazenly announces an intention to break his sacred vow, from which he has not been released. Yeah, and for which the penalty is just death. Like, but it, what did but, he it's, think but it's it, going to happen. Yeah, but it's that at the same time as like him actually training his fellow recruits and making them better soldiers uh, and getting their trust. And it's sort of that like, if I don't do it, no one will, and everyone will suffer as a result. So I'm just going to do what I think is right. And yeah, and but- like people can challenge me, but. I've got sort of the people's mandate because a lot of people are backing me. That that's yeah, sort of no, John's think, thing, think, right? <laughs> I think you're right, but the problem is, what if everyone takes that approach? Now, as you say, it, it it's fine because John is right, but what if every yeah. member of the Night's Watch decided yeah. that they were going to get involved in the Wars of Kings? No, of course, of course, right. but it's but that's the sort of same problem as you know any peasant can ultimately try that. Uh, they're going to have a hard time. Like, he is ultimately yeah. Lord Snow, right? He is Ned Stark's bastard son. He, that carries well, weight. No, he's not. He's he's not. He's the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. It's an no, but, but even, political but even position. Earlier, but even earlier when he is just Jon Snow, but he is Ned Stark's yeah, son, and that carries weight, right? No one's going to listen to, you know, the rapist from King's Landing who's come up north and says, oh, I think you should swing your sword this way. Right? But... But this noble guy but, who signs up voluntarily like that. But I don't, I don't have a problem with him training Sam and Gren and Pip and all of that. But that's that's fine because why the Alistair Thorne is not doing that. But when yeah. when it, when he is made Lord Commander, it is a, nece- a necessary component of the Night's Watch existing that it be apolitical, because the moment it becomes a political entity that gets involved in any southern conflict whatsoever, it becomes a political football that the southern lords, including the Starts, can play with. Yeah. And John puts that at risk for his own conflict. Yeah. Now, we know that Ramsay is a monster, and so John taking a force to burn him out of Winterfell is the quote-unquote right thing to do. But... Yeah, no, but 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 he does that. He does that after he's been killed. That doesn't even happen. No, 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 he he is he's murdered after he announces in the Hall of Shields his intent to take a force south and kill Ramsay. He does that. That that announcement is the problem because yes, after he's killed. He can do what he likes because he's released from his oath. It's, it's a brilliant technicality written into the, the oath. Because um, who's expecting a, yeah, a dead man yeah. to come back to life and not be a white? But until that happens, John is bound by his oath to the Night's Watch and to the old gods. And you need those oaths need to be binding. People need to be able to place reliance on those yeah. oaths or the whole structure falls apart. No, okay, that's fair. Intro. That's fair. I'm not convinced yeah. that that's stupid I don't think it's stupid to the level of 
cat even or where we're going to end up you know with the Cersei's, the Dannys, the Balons, the Oberyns, you know, not Oberyns, Dorans. We, we've got 15 minutes to get through all those people, you realise. <laughs> yeah, no, I've just, I've just realised that. Um, right, I've got a few more names written down. Uh, c- can we agree that what John does is stupid and dangerous, but it's not catastrophic in the way, in the I, way that some of the other I, ones I think are. the stupidity is that, that he misjudges the people he commands i i yeah. think it's i think it's more than that i think again it's youth and naivete yeah. and he doesn't think through the political consequences yeah. of his actions it's, it's a on, a, on the on the broad scale it's a netism right. it yeah, is a like, netism oh i'm the lord commander therefore you will see problem yeah. do right thing exactly so consequences be damned because i'll fix them later like it's not it's not the best move but i wouldn't say it's the stupidest thing to have tried especially given his age yeah yeah, and that's the other thing. He's like sixteen. Yeah. Okay, so the Starks, um, I guess, right. are reprieved. Well, Catelyn, maybe not, but yeah, I think I think that's probably fair. Uh, who I've got a load of names left that we're probably not going to be able to touch. Well, Theon, well, we're either going to end up doing another two-parter. <laughs> Or we Theon have to really pretty get stupid for picking, names. Yeah. POV names. Theon is pretty stupid for picking Balon over Rob, I think. Uh, he chooses a way of life and a family that clearly has no respect for him and for which he has no respect. Yeah, and the worst uh, thing with for, Theon is that I don't really get the motivation. Honestly. Everyone, want, everyone wants to hear their parents say we're, that they're proud of them. That's all it is. It's, it's that yeah. simple. You know what, um, I, I, th- I think awesome. we might have to just exclude the the children. Which I know rules out Joffrey, yeah. who does some spectacularly stupid stuff. But the, he's, the he's only not only one... a child, he's also just a sociopath. Yeah. So I don't think we can we can deal with Joffrey because his problem is mental illness. Yeah, exactly. We need full-on <laughs> psychiatric experts to, <laughs> to, on, to touch yeah, that. Full-on just not being human. Okay, um, I, I want to have a word about Danny, but it's also, I think, stretches to the people around her, but also it's probably only really show only. And Danny also um, young. <laughs> and also also young. Yeah. And brought up um, in, so, like, uh, she's, the most fucked up environment. But yeah, yeah she, she, maybe, she does make some pretty key decisions, I guess, so worth I think, discussing. I think I'll leave, no, I was going to say, well, I think I'll, I'll leave Danny for a, a Discord post. Because oh, I think it's quite a, yeah. I'll, I'll put my thoughts on Danny on Discord. Come join the Discord if you want to know the answer. But also, I think we should do a Danny-centric episode at one point, right? Because we, we've previously yes. talked about her sort of Mad Queen arc in the show, and we don't necessarily, I think, agree. So I, I think we should we should have yeah. a Danny episode at some point yeah. and talk let's, about all her, all let's her do decisions. That. Let's do that. That's a good one, uh, Theon. Da, 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 da. Right, I've got Cersei Lannister, mm-hmm. the collective that is the Martells, Giorah mm-hmm. Mormont, Renly Baratheon, Roderick Castle, really the ones that I've got left. Right, let's talk about Roderick. I mean, what the fuck? His one job, <laughs> his one job his was <laughs> to secure Winterfell, and he leaves it with like five dudes and a carrot. Yeah. And at some point, Maester Lewin apparently goes... 
oh, I hope this decision doesn't come back to bite us in the arse. I think right before someone rams a spear through his arse. It's just, yeah. Yeah, Roderick yeah, Cassell actually done. has a shout for like the single most stupid action that also just can't be explained. It's so no, dumb. It, I've, I've heard it described once as almost the visible hand of the author pulling the scales down to tip them against the Starks. Yeah. It's like, like ooh, it's, it's, what could destabilize them? What if they lost Winterfell? They're like, keep that's almost impossible to take. Cannot be taken. <laughs> well, how do they do that? Because Roderick Cassell's a smart man. Well, what if he wasn't just for a minute? Yeah, what if he just had a, a real, just a really solid evening of boozing and then is like, man, let's all go. Yeah, it's so stupid. It is, it is really stupid and also really out of character. So that that is up there. I think, for I think that's the thing. He's this, this is a man who is master of arms at Winterfell. He's a, he's a knighted northerner, which doesn't happen. He's essentially Ned's number two, as far as we can tell. And he just has incredible so facial stupid. hair. He does have incredible facial hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, in with a shout. Like a weird outside, uh, sort of outside it's, odds, it, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think if you'd if you'd put him on the list around Cersei and and the the rest of them, yeah, it's because he he makes one one fuck up that is he only so makes instrumental. One decision. <laughs> he only makes one decision, and it's the, it's worst, the worst decision, decision he could fuck. possibly make. Honestly, I think we can end it there. I, I'm not sure we're going to top Roderick as uh, as just. I don't know. I, I think I could make a shout for Balon Greyjoy. Right, let's let's talk about Baylon Greyjoy. Uh, Reddit so, had a lot of things to say about Baylon Greyjoy. I just, I, yeah, so Baylon Greyjoy is the man who waits until Robert Baratheon wins his war and secures his crown and the loyalty of his kingdom, and then goes with no allies whatsoever. You know what? I think my six islands and 250 blokes don't actually need the other six kingdoms, so I'm going to raise my banners in rebellion against a king who is famous for doing nothing other than winning wars against insurmountable odds. He's a moron. Now, in defence, for some reason the other six kings saw fit to include the Iron Islands as part of the Seven Kingdoms. That's a comical mistake. Wipe them the fuck out. The islands are useless. <laughs> the Iron Islanders are all bloody useless. The Drowned God is useless. Just get rid of them. They're just a nuisance. You know by keeping them in the Seven Kingdoms that sooner or later, the Reach there is are... going to be bloody targeted. Like, what the there hell? Are, there, are, there are no... If you, go, if you read uh, Fire and Blood or... Um... If you if you go go into the world of ice and fire, there are no redeeming characteristics for the Iron Islanders just, at all. It's it's the the perfect like. There, let's just get rid of it. If we could sink the islands, we always, would. <laughs> they're always whenever there's a conflict, the footnote is always, and also the Iron Islanders were annoying. Exactly. <laughs> it's like they tried what to switch sides, but somehow it didn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then, after Balon Greyjoy has, has his ass cheeks well and truly clapped by Robert Baratheon, lost two of his sons and his third to yeah. um, 
hostage-re. Rob Stark sends Theon Greyjoy as an emissary to basically go, do you fancy a scrap? If you help me, I will support your contention to an independent Iron Islands. Do you know what? The, the reason that he lost last time was he didn't have any fucking allies. Yep. That's the North, the largest kingdom in the Seven Kingdoms. Arguably the most martial of the kingdoms in the Seven Kingdoms. Yep. That's in the process of absolutely spanking three of the other six. Go and I'll help you out. And he goes, no, you know what? What we'll do is we'll go and raid the Stony Shore. Yep. No, this is the thing. Balon Greyjoy definitively makes nothing but catastrophically, heinously dumb decisions. But... Because he's an Iron Islander, I just can't take it seriously. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> it's very, of course you do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like... Every every time you read what he's up to, you're like, yeah, of course he's done something like that. It's like, oh, Cersei's given the fleet away to some random. Haha, <laughs> well, I can top that. Yeah, but you're the Iron Islander, so we don't give a shit. But that's, that's all that... It's like the comic relief that just never, that just never quite lands. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Balon, Reddit, you're absolutely right. Absolute moron. But who cares, but. frankly? And and I and I would even extrapolate that to Euron and um Yeah, you Victoria. have you have no time for Euron. No, Euron you? Euron's a waste of space, completely wasted wasted paper, really. That's just George R. R. Martin doing his part to aid global warming. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um Yeah, I said it. <laughs> No, that's fair. I'll, I'll just let that one hang. What do you think about Gior Mormont? Is that that might be a little bit too niche for the five minutes we've got left? Gior Mormont, because the great ranging is fucking stupid. It 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 is, but it ultimately does end it's- up in. The whole John and the Wildlings scenario that we get. Yeah. Now that's I that's think, ultimately pure fluke, I guess. But I think I think the I've I've raised him. I think the problem or the, the Geo Mormon thing is there's a lot of relatively stupid decisions in there, but he also makes some absolutely cracking decisions, like naming John as his second in command essentially and and things like that so it's quite hard to just go oh yeah the great ranging was stupid so that's that although it is i'm not sure i can give you john and the wildlings because as you say that's a total fluke that's not the point of the great ranging the great ranging is a complete and catastrophic failure yeah, but we have to look at these things but, with with hindsight as well, right? And so, yeah, his catastrophic decision yeah. did ultimately lead to something instrumentally important. And, and also, I think blaming saying that the Great Ranging is a catastrophic failure is a bit like blaming Ned for going to Cersei. Like he, Gior had no way of knowing that the White Walkers were out there waiting for him. Well, quite, yeah, quite. So. So is it, so I, I I don't hate that suggestion, but again yeah. I feel the motivation was was just and actually the outcome ended up being 
well, if we assume that the books are going to follow the TV show, at least somewhat, the outcome yeah. is important. So I know that's that's a kind of messed up way of arguing, but... <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fair. I think it, it doesn't rise to the level of Roderick Cassell or Balon Greyjoy as well. So, so far, Roderick, I think, is, is the single most dumb decision that just has no reason um and it just is is catastrophic all right um do you want to do the collective of martels or do you want to do so the, the, the collective of the martels let's talk about the collective of the martels what what what's your argument for for them dora so so it's sort of as a group they're really stupid so Doran Martell sends Quentin to Danny with a piece of paper that Danny doesn't know exists that says you're going to marry Quentin. And Quentin's just a bit of a wet blanket. Quentin doesn't realise that he's a wet blanket and thinks that it's just going to work. And then when it doesn't work, what he decides to do is go and chat to a dragon. Yeah, no, Quentin... Which goes precisely as well as yeah. you think anyone thinks it was going Absolutely. to. Absolutely, no, Quentin, massive idiot. Uh, but Doran sending Quentin, kind of a shot to nothing. If it works, fantastic. It's worked. You've pulled an absolute blind. But Quentin's his heir. Yeah, but I, but I think Doran knows well enough that Quentin's, as you said, just the wet blanket. Like, you know, is Quentin his heir or is Ariane his heir? Uh, I, hmm, I think Ariane. I think he would like Ariane to be his heir. I think but she is might Quentin be his actually heir. older. I think, I think Ariane is his heir, actually. So Quentin yeah, is Ariane tries to do the whole thing. coup, right? So <laughs> Yeah, but at that point, Quentin Oh no, you're right. They don't know the so they don't Ariane they still don't know that Quentin's dead, right? They don't know Quentin's that, dead. That's literally no. one of the last things that happens in the book, I think. Oh. So good. Uh so <laughs> so so I think yeah, Quentin absolute idiot. Uh but Doran not so much. I think I think, yeah, shot to nothing is my assessment of that. <laughs> Uh, Ariane trying think, to do the whole that's crown um it's crown Marcella yeah getting yeah getting Dark Star involved that's pretty I don't know if that's stupid or just absolutely heroic for the Bants <laughs> it's hard to tell it is it is quite Bants it it has it has as a friend of mine would say it has some pretty serious vibes about it it does have some serious vibes about it I don't know what she was really trying to achieve but I don't hate I it I think oh, she I think what she's trying to do is crown Marcella to piss off her dad. Which is a pretty baller move. And it weird. worked. My goodness, did it work. <laughs> Gosh, does it work. Aris Okart got Aris... absolutely annihilated because of it. Yeah, and he's meant to have been one of the good ones. I know. Which I quite like. So in some ways, I also... yeah, pretty terrible yeah. choice. But but she's, I think and she's then... in control of that whole situation throughout. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, I think the Martells as a whole, yeah, not not convinced. I've also got got Oberyn down here for the fight with the mountain, like yeah, absolutely fumbling the ball on the touchline. Yeah, I mean he was doing but so so well. You just let emotion get the better of him, and frankly, that's you, hard yeah. to hard to argue yeah, against. You can't argue with his emotional reaction to to what was happening. Given so. everything that happened to to him and his family, like. You know, yeah, I'd say I get it, but I I have no frame of reference in You've which no, to get it. But, 
I know what you mean. Um, which leaves us with Cersei Lannister. What about Jamie or Tywin or Tyrion? Tyrion's only got really one stupid move, which is he not really executing do little me, finger. Yeah. Well, well I guess it means little finger is, does is, is yeah. up for debate um, at some point. But little, fi- little finger, I think, is very stupid and gets away with it. It's it's premature at the moment because we don't really know how his story yeah. progresses in the books. The only note I've got for Littlefinger is just being far too obviously evil. Yeah. He, he, he's a but Varys like, wannabe who just doesn't know how to Varys. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, so that the only stupid thing that I could think of was Tyrion keeping Littlefinger around. Really. Or taking Shay to court. but Taking Shay to court is pretty bad. It is quite bad, but he's... Essentially, a abuse, stroke, trauma victim. That's, that's the and thing. She's essentially his, his like t- horrible Tyrion. turn of phrase. Like she's his co- his coping blanket. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean that. Wow. <laughs> that's what I think to say. But you're not wrong. Like Tyrion. Ty- no, Tyrion's just got daddy issues that yeah eclipse most daddy issues. It's it's quite hard to hold Tyrion accountable for that side of his actions. Yeah. And I, and I think ultimately Tyrion, with the stuff he does do, like the, his positives outweigh that that stuff. Yeah, I, I think. think so. I think so. Um, Tywin, I think other than just being a dreadful father, doesn't. I think if he does anything stupid, does he? The the red wedding is fundamentally stupid. It. It just is, but it's sort of. I sort of almost need an hour to go through that. It 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 is, but only if the Lannisters send send their regards is like the thing. I I I think everyone involved in the Red Wedding conspiracy is so stupid. Much for the same reason that mm. I think John breaking his oath is stupid. And I think almost we need to oh, dedicate God. an episode so many future to episodes. that. Yeah. Yeah, John and the Red Wedding. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Fair. The parallels between Jamie then. Um, Jamie two hands really Lannister. <laughs> yeah, other than being, other than, than goading you your captain off. Um, and and know. killing the king, I guess. Uh, not not just one shaking his sister. He does a lot of stupid things. quite stupid. But it feels like sort of Rob Stark-esque stupidity. Or like quite banal stupidity. I also feel Jamie the stupidity is sort of like he he does something and he's like, oh, that was just really fucking dumb. And then he tries to make up for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he does something else that's stupid. Yeah. Okay. So, before we get into Cersei, then, and we have to cover her in like five minutes, any honourable mentions? Renly Baratheon for raising his banners against his brother rather than just recognising that he's his brother's heir anyway. Yes. Um, Stannis and just all the weird blood magic shit. Stannis and being Stannis. Stannis and being Stannis. Ultimately, Uh, yes. Uh, That's sort of all that I've got. 
Uh, well, I guess Cal Drogo. Oh, sorry, trying to I, I was going to talk. And Cal Drogo trying to style it out. Danny invading Westeros with an army of savages, eunuchs, and WMDs, and then wondering why no one wants to be her friend. Da- Danny kind of doing anything. <laughs> Dan- Danny's basic existence. Viserys threatening Cal Drogo. With a That's sword in Vice Dothrak. Like that, that, that is the that, single most, like, oh man, you fucked it. <laughs> it. It is, but I just, I find I pity Viserys Targaryen too much. Yeah, we couldn't crown him the stupidest, you know, person in it's, all of Westeros. Cause, he's already crowned. Yeah, he's just, I mean, leave the poor man alone. Yeah, leave him in his crown of gold. I'm sure there's many we've missed, and please do let us know. Who, who, Whoever it was that tried to stop Barristan Selmy from leaving the Red Keep. <laughs> I mean, anyone on Joffrey's King's Guard other than Barristan. Total utter tool. There's, there's the throwaway line where it's like Barristan Selmy cut his way through ten guards or something. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. You need to get smarter guards. Uh, um, I guess we didn't cover Rhaegar. Uh, pre- it predates the yeah. um but yeah yeah no i think we, we've covered more or less everyone do let us know if we've missed anyone obvious um but yeah yeah we cersei uh, which i guess means we are crowning cersei and i, I don't feel bad in crowning cersei it's, yeah it, it's hard to crown anyone else although i like that roderick castle might be our runner-up yeah, uh, sure. uh, yeah well let's talk cersei and then then we can we can decide at the end. Is Cersei too stupid to be stupid? Like, is she... Uh, I wouldn't disagree with you, except that she thinks she's Tywin reborn. I think that's her big... Tywin with teats yeah. is, I think, the best quote from A Song of Ice and Fire. It's so good. And she's so much not. She's so terrible. that Every decision she makes is objectively bad. She made. It, I guess it, it, we should reverse it. She made any good decisions. Um. So someone pointed this out on Reddit. In taken in microcosm, all of the decisions that she makes 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 sense if you consider only the moment in which she makes them. Yeah, but. but yeah, but like. She she's <laughs> incapable of seeing consequences. Five minutes from now. Except, so except she, she thinks she does. That's that's that, that's her issue, right? Yeah. She's like, oh, this is such a long-term strategic great move. She needs the support of the faith, so she rearms the faith, and then is shocked when it turns out that that means that the faith has weapons and so can arrest her. Yeah, and it's just all all the stuff like that. She needs a, a captain for the royal feet, so she gives it to Orion Waters because he looks like Rhaegar. And then is shocked when he steals all of her ships and goes and becomes a pirate. Yeah. And everyone's like, he was a pirate before you gave him the ships. Yeah. Yeah. I just all yeah. all all dreadful decisions. Really. There's there's no real crowning moment of stupidity. I don't think. Although rearming the faith militant is probably it. And 
Ah, I can't believe I'm going to have to say that I think Roderick Cassell is the most stupid man. Or the most stupid You're character. Fight for Roderick. Well, because... His single decision is potentially more catastrophic. That's the thing, it? and and it comes from a man who's actually competent. I think that might be the worst thing, isn't it? It's this is someone who is who is other than that one decision, so obviously good at what he does. Yeah, that there is no excuse for. Oh no, he's just like out of his depth, which and, is Cersei's excuse. And and this is a bit meta, so I, I do apologize in advance, but. We know the resolution of Roderick's decision, and it's That's terrible. True. Whereas Cersei, you know, she's still alive and kicking and can manipulate things. Um, if if we, if we if we take what happens in the TV show as what's going to happen to her in the books, then yeah, by and by and far away, she's just the most stupid person in the series. Yeah, but like it is. It remains within the bounds of possibility that she is actually playing 4D chess. And we've just not seen the exactly. culmination it's, of it. It's, it's possible. But from someone who, if, who if coined happens, the phrase, power is power, I mean, thanks. Yes. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks thanks for coming to your shit, the, the shittest TED talk ever. It's, yeah. I love, I love how that took thing- like the world by storm as well. Oh, power is power. How, how deep? What do you mean how deep? You've all failed to understand Varys's riddle, people. Yeah. <laughs> no, Cersei, I mean, yeah. I'm sure that once the last page is turned, we can come By back. By Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> no, I don't think he would know how to... He he, he said he won't do it. Yeah, because he's like, how, I think, how do you I think do what he's that? Actually- <laughs> I think what he's actually said is he hasn't been asked and he he cannot envisage a situation where he has enough time to do it, even if he was asked, which That's he's not be, not expected he's, to he's, be. He doesn't need time. He could knock he could knock out the end of the Song of Ice and Fire in a, a week. He just doesn't want to. Like want the to. man's a devout yeah. Mormon who's writing a treatise on tolerance, yeah. essentially. He doesn't want to write to finish a song of ice and fire. <laughs> Now, the real debate perhaps to be had is we, we've previously on this show talked about the Lord Ruler being nothing but a catastrophic moron. Is he worse yeah. than Cersei? <laughs> oh, gosh. Food for thought. But yeah. Food for thought. I think I think we have to leave that on, on that bombshell. We'll have to leave it on that bombshell. I think you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, do let us know uh, if we've left anyone out. Or if you want to leap to the to the defence of Roderick Castle or, or Cersei, Cersei, if you want to castigate yeah. Ned, exactly. Um, don't try and defend Balon Greyjoy; it's not possible. If you really think that Jorah Mormont should have been number one for being a slaver, fair enough. Let us know. I'm more concerned about Jorah Mormont's rampant paedophilia, but never mind. Yeah, but he's not the only one in the universe, unfortunately. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> But on those many bombshells, slaver either. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it's just sorry. It's just the juxtaposition of anyway. I think we. No, no. Finish your thought. Anyway. You, you've started it now. You might as well finish. Well, you sort of said there are there's in in response to my allegation of being into kiddies. Well, there's other people in the books. Fuck it. 
like that, implying that Jorah Mormont's worst trait is he's a slaver because he's the only one in the books who's a slaver. And I know that's not what you meant, but it was the implication of the sentence structure and it was very, very weird. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's very fair. Give given the existence of Slaver's Bay, but anyway. Very fair. The only slavery in Westeros, though, because it's legal there, so obviously no one else does it. Clearly no one else does it, and the Night's Watch is definitely not indentured servitude. Not at all. So in those many, many, many bombshells, um, thanks for listening to this episode of Expertise is Overrated. No doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. As ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast, leave us a comment, or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com, tweet us at zeroexpertise, check out our website expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. If you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Come back next time for some more absolute nonsense.